artificial intelligence. What is it and should it be used within church? Let's talk about it. Hey, it's the next Pastor to Pastor podcast with myself, Pastor Jason from Cross Point Church in North Carolina, and Pastor Seth from Reliant Church. What's up, family? Yeah, in Pinehurst, North Carolina. Look, we are excited to be here for another episode of Pastor to Pastor. And look, today we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence and what role does it have within the church, if any. We're going to dive into that, but you know how we get started, uh... Man, tell me how the family's going. Man, everything is going good. Levi's summer is panning out to be exactly what he wanted. What he to wanted. Be. I mean, Saturday, a Friday, he had a dentist appointment. We went to the arcade. Best day ever, according to him. Okay. And then Saturday, we went to, you know, I remember if you caught last last episode, I talked about he had two things he wanted to do in the summertime. Pool and barbecue. Pool and barbecue. Grill out. Yeah. We did that Saturday at some friends of ours church had a graduation party and my goodness it's it's just happening exactly how he wanted it to happen that's why there's power in your tongue you that's know what right saying? life and death I said listen now you can't you can't get too used to this yeah but uh, man life is good family's good I have no complaints brother how about you guys great hey another week closer to graduation in fact um, yeah if this is gonna air Monday you know Friday Kobe graduates uh, Saturday we're having his party Sunday we're honoring the seniors so busy busy week we've been. Uh, excited about having this this upcoming graduation and graduation party. Looking forward to sending uh, Kobe into that next chapter of his life well and celebrating his accomplishments so far. Yeah. So, so far, man, so good. Uh, we're looking forward. To, kids are looking forward to their summer break, and I'm kind of looking forward to it too because it's nice when um when you can take some time off and actually spend time with them without them actually missing school. So I'm actually yeah. looking forward to summer as well. Yeah, I love it, dude. I yeah. love it. So it's Sunday. Uh, we had services today. Tell me what it was like at Reliant, what you preached on. Man, we had a fantastic Sunday, but I did not preach. One of oh. our, our discipleship director, uh, Danny Revels, he preached for the first time ever. And uh, man, he did a fantastic job. His initial job. sermon. That's right. The initiation. Yeah. See if you good nothing. I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, nah, he did a fantastic job, man. He preached on the road to Damascus. We're still in this journey series. And uh, man, some of his key points that he, he brought out was of how God took his passion to kill Christians and put a new purpose to it, uh. changed the zeal. And, uh, you know, he, he was one of the greatest, um, you know, apostles in scripture and stuff. And he really built the church um, and made it really what it is today. So uh, he talked about that a little bit. And then he talked about of how no matter how bad your past is, how God can give you a new purpose and a new plan. And it was yeah. great. You know, that story of um, Saul becoming Paul always thinks about how, God showed up when I was on my way to do some bad things. Uh -huh. You know, you ever made a bad decision? And God's like, mm, you might not. I'm, I'm talking about more than just typing something up on social media and Holy Spirit's like, nah, you need to delete that. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, like, like, ain't you glad you didn't marry the person that you thought you wanted to marry? Or you didn't take the job that you thought you should have took? You know, the list goes on to where you're like, okay, thank you, God, for redirecting that path. And so we kind of took that turn this Sunday, uh, today, and just kind of— Get some gratitude in yeah. that God's kind of stopped you making some pretty dumb decisions down the road. So yeah, yeah. it was a great day, man. We had we um, prayed and anointed over a new kid director. Whoop whoop! All right, we're so excited about that. And um, you know, today was really cool because we also had um, 
uh, a guy at our church, first time ever, he did communion for us. Great, man. And one of the things that my pastor taught me, and I want to encourage all leaders to do this, to understand that we don't build platforms for, our, for ourselves, we build platforms for others. Yeah. And uh, at Reliant, that's what we're trying to do, is pull the gifts out of people. Absolutely. And let them use it for the kingdom of God. So, man, it was a fantastic Sunday, and uh, I can't wait to hear. How was yours? Yeah, it was great, man. Look, we had a last Sunday, the Lord gave me a message. It was a really, really strong message. Um, and and I preach what I feel led to preach. I, I'm not always one that where I can look at a calendar and just lay out for the next four months. what right. I, Maybe God does that with some people, but he don't do it with me yet. I wish he would sometimes because I'm like, Lord, I'd love to know what I'm preaching Three weeks yeah. from now, but he knows you'd forget. <laughs> probably right, right. <laughs> but uh, I preached on. We started a new series on renewal and renewing our mind. Scripture tells us to renew our mind. I talked about the process of sanctification. How it's we believe that it's an instantaneous work of grace where God puts the law on your heart. Mm-hmm. But the sanctification process is also a pro- it is a process that 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 works out, and I don't believe will actually be completed until we reach glory. Um, in, in full. Like God will put it on your heart. We're not supposed to sin. He'll tell us what we can and can't do, but there's a renewing of our mind that has to happen. We have to unlearn a lot of different things. Yeah, that's right. And we have to unlearn bitterness. We have to unlearn unforgiveness. We have to unlearn a whole lot of different things that we have learned. We spent most of our life learning when we were in the world. And we talked about last last podcast, right, being coming out of the world. So we have, there's a lot of things we have to unlearn yeah. that the world says that we need to learn what God says. And so that's what I talked about today. And I said one of the things that we we don't do so well, we we haven't learned what true love is yet. Like true love is not the conditional world uh, word or or love where the world says, if you do for me, then I'll do for you. Right. Like God, even while we were yet sinners, he came and died for us. He loved us. God so loved the world. So his love wasn't preconditioned to to something we did or didn't do. Right. I, I talked about it as being an early Christian that I felt like if I didn't pray, like God didn't love me. Or if I felt like if I didn't read the word, God didn't love me. Or if I felt like I wasn't doing something, uh, if I was doing something that wasn't right, that God didn't love me. But I talked about there's nothing you can do to change God's love for you. That's right. Nothing. I don't care what you've done. I don't care where you've been. I don't care where you're headed. It doesn't matter. You can't do anything to change God's love. God loves you. He loved you while you were wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like I talked about my children. I said, I loved my kids before they were born, and they did absolutely nothing to earn my love. Mm-hmm. I just loved them. Yep. And then when they showed up, they got to enjoy that love because they were my sons. And so I talked about really that that's kind of how God looks at us, yeah. that he loved us. And so it was great, man. We talked about that. Uh, we're in this process or this series now of renewal, renewing our minds, un- unlearning some things and changing the way that we look at things from the way the world sees it to the way God sees it. So. Yeah, and if we could get this, just think how beautiful it would be for sons and daughters to really see ourselves as sons and daughters. First off, I think we have that identity problem. And when we we have a lack of true identity, we fail to see what true love is from the Father. Yeah. And really knowing that we never earned it in the first place. He's always loved us, man. I love that. We need that reminder consistently in our lives as believers that— um, that song, the song, and I couldn't earn it. I don't deserve it. And I talked about but reckless you give love. Yourself the way, and, and you know, it, it's a it's a reckless love because nobody else would have loved you the way Christ does. That's yeah. what's reckless about it. Yeah, because people would say you have to earn love, so we look at it as reckless because. We don't earn it. We never earned it. We never deserved it. Yeah. I love that. That's a great message, man. And so awesome, awesome, awesome. I know your people were equipped. Yeah. So let's shift here for a minute. So let's talk about something. 
artificial intelligence. Uh-uh. Uh, let me ask you, well, let, let's get into a little bit about what it is first. But but ultimately, we want to get to its role in ministry. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's where we want to be at with it. There's, there's a lot. Look, there's stuff all over the internet that you can go and research. There's a whole lot of warnings. There's a whole lot of... Um, to do about artificial intelligence because it's the new technology. It's the new internet. Right. It's the new social media. It's the next technology. Um, but let's talk about real quick what it is. And so artificial intelligence is machine learning that can reason and learn on its own. It's been given information currently. Uh, now, and I'm not an expert in, in, in artificial intelligence. So if I'm a little wrong, hey, you know, put something in the comments, send us a message, let us know so we can make sure everybody's got the, the right information. Right. And, and we, we obviously try to give you the good information. But so it has currently been governed by allowing it to have certain amount of information, not full reign yet on the amount of information that it has. And it's playing. And so it's learning. It's pulling from research papers. It's pulling from other Internet. Po- it's pulling from all kinds of different places to if you give it if you give it a question or if you're trying to learn something it, like it will give you information that you're looking for uh like on the spot super fast yeah. very accurate up to date uh information that you're trying to pull together so there are some concerns about it uh i know i, I got just a few things here that there are concerns about artificial intelligence and and just in our short time and researching artificial intelligence you can see where it would be it would cause a problems in some people's lives oh, yeah. i mean there's like automation um uh spurred job loss so because artificial intelligence can take over roles of, of many assistants and a lot of different things, it can it will actually probably end up being the downfall um, of a lot of different job professions. Yeah. And so there's um, a lot of privacy concerns when it comes to that. There's bad data concerns because it's not perfect. It's not even close to perfect yet, right. but it is extremely uh it is extremely proficient currently, and it's going to be even better with the more information that it gets fed. There's a socioeconomic inequality. Let me get that right. And ultimately, what it means is that people with money are going to make more money because the mm-hmm. people with access to the tools can utilize the right. tools for their gain. And then there's a market manipulation. And of course, always there's I don't care what country you live in. They're trying to figure out some way to weaponize everything. Yep. So then there's the weapons automation Uh part of it you know and when we were talking about this earlier pastor Seth, my thought was man i was just taking back to the garden i was just sitting here thinking i was taking back to the garden where you know technology is nothing more but man's quest to be better faster smarter right. in the whole nine right mm-hmm. yes sir we get to a place where i get concerned because it's just like God, God, what more could you possibly want than being in a garden that God handpicked, made you, and put you in the most, the the, the best place on earth, right? With the best food, the best groceries. You know, I like groceries. He put <laughs> he put the best trees, the best fruit, the water. He had it all right there in the garden for Adam and Eve. And along came Satan. Mm-hmm. Along came the serpent and said. But there's more. Yeah. He was like the ShamWow guy, uh-huh. right? He's like, but there's more. That's right. And so he's like, you can't eat of the tree, right? Well, uh, it's because God's trying to hold something back forward right. from you. And so in their quest to be like God, they end up falling falling from grace in, in terms of like falling into sin, I should say. Knowing all things. Yeah, knowing all things, right? 
And so that's this to me is really a an extension. Technology is an extension of man's quest for mm-hmm. for faster, better, stronger, more godlike. Absolutely. And so that's what concerns me. And it's, but when it comes to ministry, I don't know. This thing really for me is I don't know how you feel about it. It's another tool. I think it's something we can use. It's something to kind of help speed up some processes. It can do some things. And I think it has a role in ministry, yep. but there are some concerns in ministry as well. So what have you found for, uh, you know, some of the things that we can do and can, and can a church benefit from AI? Yeah. Now I think uh, the church can absolutely benefit. Pastor Jason, if, if you don't have any discipline to know when to say no, when to yeah. stop, I would say, don't, uh, don't dabble. You ever heard that word? Don't dabble in it. Yeah. Uh, because it can take you down a trail to where this is where where we've got to draw the line to where we are being led by AI and not the spirit anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think that the church can absolutely use it. I, you know, we used to say that social media, we, we can't use social media because that's the world's. But now it's it's the most efficient way to get the word out about Jesus. You well, look at it. But let me ask you this. Now, some, hey, some, some of the older saints would say we're compromising. Oh, my goodness. Well, it, all you do is you're taking something the enemy meant for evil and you're making it good. All right. All and right. So when you look at social media, social media, you make it what you want it to be. Yeah. And so if I want to use my social media to glorify God, we'll just, let's just go ahead and make the enemy mad and let's well, glorify God in platforms he thought we were going to distort. Yeah. For his will. You even look at marketing and branding. The church shouldn't market. The church shouldn't brand. Well, now the most proficient churches are marketing and branding and getting more people to mo- to know Christ. Yeah. So I think sometimes we look at AI and we're like, nah, there's no way we could use AI because this is what the world, this is the world's culture. But can we turn something evil and make it good to benefit the kingdom of God? And I think that answer is yes. Okay. And so there's a couple of things that what we found that we could do as a body of Christ to utilize AI and the chat uh, GPT. And number one is, is if you have live stream, you can use what they call chat bots. Mm-hmm. And now these chat bots, they help engage with your live streams. They can generate questions. They can engage with your, your congregants and all that kind of stuff and just keep that engagement happening to where people are online engaging with something and uh it helps to streamline your communication um your church communication for example for example if you're still using bulletins you can put in the email the the information and it will create the bulletin for you and make it printable you can it can it can um, organize your announcements put all the information in believe this or not man i was we we were and you may remember this we were doing an interview of a pastor man we've done a lot of stuff together if you think about it yeah you've been a blessed man well hey <laughs> but uh not as blessed as beard is getting oh right. my god <laughs> but uh we were interviewing this pastor one time if you remember and he was talking about how he was taking over for another pastor and he said that he started coming out with these bulletins this is years ago obviously he was taking over a long time ago. He was telling mm-hmm. us about it. He said, I started coming out with bulletins to hand people. And he said, that pastor said, we ain't doing bulletins. You shouldn't be doing a bulletin. And he's like, and the next thing you know, when the pastor's, the pastor's replacing him, he's coming in to listen to him preach. He's like, think I can get one of them bulletins for everybody else does? <laughs> <laughs> like, so even at one point, bulletins were forbidden fruit, right? They're yeah. like, oh, no, don't do a bulletin. I know. So it's crazy how how those how that mindset really kind of changes. And, and I think you're right. It's got a lot to do with uh, just seeing the availability, how we can use technology to to glorify God and mm-hmm. to, to bring benefit to our brothers and sisters. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, if you're a bulletin church, then, hey, this is this way can really simplify 
uh, your process for that as well. You can you can create media agendas. You just put in some information. It creates it for you. Uh, it can help help you create. This is the cool part, Pastor Jason, is it can create text, like text message devotionals for you that um, you just put in some of the Bible verses stuff, and it help create some material for you that you can overlook before you send it. Um, it's pretty much helping you with time management. If yeah. you're looking at it, it'll help you with some time management. Um, it'll help with your social media presence. You know, if if you're anything like Pastor Jason and my myself, right now we run our social media and we we run out of time. Absolutely. And so this chat, GBT and AI can help utilize uh what we the information we give it and create social media posts for us. Of course, we you can look at them first and double check them. It. Yeah, you've got to definitely steward it well and look at it. Don't let it post whatever you want to do. It, it wants to do itself, but you manage it and it creates those posts. You can actually upload your sermon, Pastor Jason, and it would create a quote out of it at, in a graphic form for you to post. Wow. Uh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So social media, it'll do scripts. So, for example, if you uploaded your video, right, into the chat GPT or the AI, right, mm-hmm. you uploaded your video into it, it can create a 60-second video script for you on one of your main points. Wow. So it, it's where you don't have to try to figure out, okay, how's it create a script for you? Of course, again, you've got to manage it, make sure it's putting stuff in there that's accurate. But it helps you create that outline to where it's easier for you and saves a lot of time for you to make posts and engage with people online. So it, it automates, it can automate uh, a lot of the things that you would have, you would normally spend hours and hours putting together. Yep. It can automate for you and, and produce something professional level at a much more rapid pace than you can yep. produce it. I don't know about you, but my you language. Get fired up hey, you well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but my language uh, ain't always the most perfectest, right? right? And so anytime I can, I can use something. Uh, it's just for me. Anytime I can use something to kind of help word something better, yeah. uh, definitely those are some tools that I would definitely be interested in using. Yeah, and and what makes it more interesting to me is you look. I bet we could poll a hundred pastors, and I'd say ninety nine of them would say they struggle with time management. Absolutely, and that they're overloaded and. This can help, especially smaller churches who don't have so many people who are graphic design savvy or social media savvy, and they're ruining it all by themselves. Um, it saves so much time. Did you know, this is one cool thing, if your church does fundraisers, you can put information in it, and it creates fundraising language and materials for you. It will create the graphic, the brochure, the poster, whatever it is you want to do. It will put that information into a graphic for you to post it. Wow. It's crazy, dude. That is crazy. <laughs> it's wild. And so there's a lot of great things that it can it can do for you. Um, I, I, there, I've got a couple of things that we could talk about. I want to make sure that you're you're clear on moving on. But there's a couple of things we could talk about that we should not use this stuff for there, in there, the industry. There is. I was just sitting here thinking about that next topic, that next level. Um, there's a lot of great things that it can be used for. A lot of a lot of ways to steward it, to use it, to benefit uh, time management, stuff like that. But you're absolutely right. Headed into this next topic, uh, some concerns using artificial intelligence within the ministry world. Uh, go ahead. Let's go right into it. So one of the things that they say is that it can strengthen your your pastoral care. Now, this is, now, this is not what we're saying. No, no, no. This, this is, is what the article we were reading, one of the articles we were reading was talking about at, like it, it can help, it can help with your pastor. Okay, go ahead. That's right, because we have to be very, there's, there's got to be a line, Pastor Jason. Absolutely. You have to draw a line to where I'm not being led by an artificial intelligence, but I'm actually being led by the Spirit. That's right. And some of us, this would cause us to be lazy. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. To where we're not exactly we're not spending time with the Lord. We're not spending time in prayer because we don't need to hear from the Lord no more. We just need to hear from AI. Yeah, okay. We just put in a scripture and say, type a message for us and let's do that. And so it's one of the things is it says that they can strengthen your pastoral care. And what what it's saying is um, it's saying that the AI can retrieve relevant Bible verses and provide insights based on scripture teachings, taking the time to use it. As a research assistant, this way it can help pastoral care in more empathetic, uh, empathetic in, in the actual interaction. So what he's saying is, if somebody in your congregation is going through something, you can search a, a scripture and it can give you pretty much what to say to that person. It eliminates the the uh, proximity, the personalization of pastoring and that actual care. And yeah. so what's happening is you're eliminating your ability to hear from the Lord on what that person needs. And you're letting AI teach you how to pastorship. Uh, yeah, sheep. that's, that's, you can't be an under shepherd if your shepherd ain't God. Man, I, I, the, the, the thought that people would do this, if you got licensed, you need your license gone. If you got a church, you need your church but taken it's from the exact, you. But it's it's man made. It's it's a man made tool. Though. It's the same thing. So while you know we talked about all the things that it could be used for for good, there's also the other side of it that could be used for for laziness, for slothfulness, and for yep. evil. Because you know not only will it do those those awesome things we talked about, but it'll also build you a website if you tell it to to write the code for you. Yep. You can also use it to make malicious code to build malicious code so that it will damage other yep. people's websites. So there's a lot of negativity but you've absolutely got to be it's just about stewardship it's how you steward it how you use it how you uh yeah how you use it for your ministry look i don't is there an issue with it when it comes to analyzing attendance uh over the last year showing you peaks and valleys is there an issue with using it there yeah i don't think so but is there an issue with it with hey this person just lost a family member tell me what to say yeah there's i That's think sad. A, that that is sad that is sad or i don't have time to preach or to put together a sermon so write me a sermon and, and look, i'm telling you i've tried it i've messed with it just to see I've, I promise you, I've never preached from it, but I'm telling you that if if you will go and look and just just to mess around with it, it will write based on your denomination. Yep, I've seen this, but I was curious about it, so I went looking and I typed me a sermon about X Y Z with the Pentecostal theology, and bro, just like that, it spit out like a good solid whole page of notes and 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 in a manuscript for preaching. With it, with the Pentecostal holiness denominational ingrained into it. Yep, and and back to what you were saying, and I want to come back to the sermon content. But what you're talking about analyzing the attendance and stuff, I'll share with you is a few years ago when I was in Goldsboro, we were at Kid Pastors, and one of the things that I wanted to do is I wanted to find out when our uh, peak attendance was, yeah. um, when our, or no, you know, what our really average was, and when was the low attendance and stuff. Because we were using it to plan when should we plan events, when should we host meetings, when should we do this. I mean, it took me an hour or two just to figure out this stuff to kind of take the information and figure out what works best. If I would have had AI capabilities back then for this, man, I mean, it could have eliminated. I mean, I could have been so more resourceful and I could have streamlined that stuff, made it such easier. So now those are the good things that you can use it for. But when you talk about sermon content, man, uh, it makes me mad to think that we we are substituting the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a dangerous place to be, Pastor, to, to be a pastor and a leader of a flock and, and letting a computer tell you how to pastor and how to preach. Yeah, you, sh- you, you should definitely feel some. I, I had I had a friend of mine 
Um, I shared this with you before. Yeah. We got. I, I had a friend. I want to read this to you guys. He he went into chat uh, GPT and he was like, "Give me a prophetic word for the nations." And he had put like something else on there. And part of the uh, first off, it it started off saying, "I feel a shift in oh, in my, my spirit goodness. for the nation." Okay, first off, you're a computer. There's no <laughs> <laughs> there ain't no spirit okay. and there ain't no just, shifting. Just really, if it is a spirit, it's demonic. <laughs> <laughs> so this is what he said. This is what's how this is how crazy. Sound like a false prophet to me. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Prophet lying out here. <laughs> prophet lying. This is this is how how dangerous this is. Okay. And my friend said, if I ever hear this prophetic word from somebody, I will call you out. Yeah, right. And it so. says this. I hear this is from AI. Now this is not. Somebody we know. This is not a person, somebody that's heard from God, read the Bible, spent time with him. This is a computer. Mm. And it says, I hear a prophetic word for our nation, for our nation. Get that. The Lord is about to do a new thing in this land, and he's going to pour out his spirit in a flesh, in a fresh and powerful way. And he's going to brag about, and he's going to bring about an awakening that will sweep across the nation. This awakening will bring people from every tribe, tongue, and nation in the feet to the feet of Jesus, and it will bring a great harvest of souls. This is AI-driven. Yeah, it's crazy. Is that it's not scary. wild? That it's is scary. scary. Now you can't even trust prophetic words no more. Nah, nah. They pull them out of their pocket. Hey, I got a word for you. Yeah, hold let on me top it in the chat, GPT, yeah, real yeah, quick. Give on. me a prophetic word for this person. I know that's right. There's somebody walked in here got asthma. Give me a word for them. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, you definitely, definitely... Man, that, that, that and, is and scary. I'm not naive, Pastor Jason. People have done this and used it. Ain't no doubt. Ain't no doubt. People, you you look at there are maybe um, certain uh, faiths, different belief systems where uh, you know you talked about how you struggle to plan four weeks out that kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's people who plan their whole year out that are not um, charismatic Pentecostals like us. They don't believe in the spirit. You know, at some, being spirit led and yeah, things like it, that. Yeah, spirit led and stuff. You know, I've I've talked to people uh, two weeks ago that they're like, I've never. I've never experienced a spirit moving. I've never done this. They came to our church and they, God moved and stuff. And they're like, I've never, I've been in church my whole life. I've never experienced this before. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, people that don't preach this, uh, the spirit, the spiritual gifts are intentionally ignoring scripture. Mm. And so, but you look at those people, it's going to be very easy for these, these different beliefs and these different faiths that will use this to build a year's worth of sermons. Yeah. And this is where we have to be careful. Listen, leader, you have to be careful. Do not replace the gift of the Holy Spirit and being spirit-led for a computer. What's going to happen is you think you're blessing people and you sound good and the historical facts are good and the theology sounds good, but God has nothing to do with it. And I don't want to just sound good. I actually want to be led by the Spirit. And because, you know, we, we believe, we pray, we believe that whatever word we give is for somebody that walked in the room. Yeah. And... um. We've we've got to we've got to be diligent. We've got to draw that line. We cannot allow this to create slothfulness to to substitute our time with God. Yep. And that's exactly what this thing does, and it has the potential to do. Yeah. To substitute, I don't I don't oh you know because we trust me, <laughs> there are times and there are sermons that God gives me that takes a week to develop or longer. And I'm talking about not just a week of sitting down uh, writing, but actual research. I'm all the hours in a week. Like some, some, sometimes it takes as many hours as I have to finish a sermon, to, to finish a series, to, to finish whatever God's given me. Um, it would be easy to sit down and say, all right, chat GPT, 
All right, Google. All right. Who knows what's going to be next? Who's going to know what? Who knows what's next? It would be easy and would even be enticing for some people, not for me. I I, I, I want the real thing. Mm -hmm. I ain't trying to substitute nothing with God. Uh, But it would be easy to sit down and say, give me a series on XYZ and have every single sermon typed out. And you just go through and yep, yep, looks good, but that is not of God. Yep. That's of that's of a machine. That's of something made by man. Yeah. Now let me ask you this. What's your thoughts on this? If we if someone um looked at leadership material or uh wanted to teach on prayer and they, they looked for some good topics to talk about or some key points that they could emphasize and so reached went to the chat the uh, or the AI, whatever you want to call it. And, and said, hey, what are some good leadership points for this topic, this ministry, or or what's some good evangelistic points to talk? How do we, what do you think about that? I think anything that you can use to help provoke a thought, anything you can use, if you use it as a tool, yeah. not, not the content creation, but mm-hmm. if you use it, when it comes to ministry, if you use it as a tool to help you kind of develop, because let's be honest, if if we were talking, we we're talking about social economical situations earlier, right? I mean, and, and if you don't know what a social economical situation is, that's all gibberish to you. But if you if you would use it as a tool to to learn from, to in terms of, uh, it has its hands and its its information to lim- a whole lot of different information. I think you could definitely use it in terms to help build an outline or to help do something like that, but it should not be the sole source of content. Yeah. It shouldn't be the receive. meat. Yeah. It shouldn't be the meat. Of no, absolutely teaching. not. Yeah. And I, I wanted to bring clarity. Um, I, I kind of knew where you went on that for those that are listening to them with dog. I shouldn't use it at all, but no, no, there's, there's, I mean, you can use it to help build some content, Yeah, but it, it just needs to be pretty much a, an outline of source that you could, you pull from, um, so yeah, for sure. Cause it will provoke some, some thoughts that you've never, you've never considered. Like it's nothing any different than, than li- gleaning from other, other sermons from other I pastors. Was say the exact same thing. There, there's no, there's no difference in that. But when I take it, it's equally wrong. It's actually probably more wrong. Um, but if, if you take another pastor's sermon and you use it to me is just as wrong as creating a, another, it, creating another, it, it's, let me try to get my words right here. Using ChatGPT to build your sermon is just as wrong as completely plagiarizing a whole nother sermon from somebody yeah. else. I know one thing. If you're going to preach a ChatGPT sermon, you better you better uh, say sponsored by yeah. ChatGPT. <laughs> you better give it some credit. Yes, yeah. No, no, no. Every every pastor, you know, at some point, I'm sure, gleans that they, they read commentary. Yeah. Commentary on the Bible itself. That that's not. And we we've shared content. Yeah, we've shared content. I mean, and you will pull from other pastors. Yeah. Look, I don't try to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes I know that's right. I, I preach what God gives me now. Um, but there are times where I'm like, and that really lines up with well with what I'm with what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say here. So yeah, I've used stuff from other pastors in the past, and I've definitely gotten better about how I, I do sermon prep and things like that yeah. but i don't you i don't take your whole sermon and i lay it in front of me and that's what i preach yeah. is my and, sermon and the ones that you do do that too i sell them to you are so. you so, yeah i appreciate <laughs> it he got he like five sermons for 25 dollars. you know real easy like so. oh man yeah i love it bro my thoughts of ai is and chat gpt is if you can use it to glorify god if you can use it to help save you some time um 
where it doesn't eliminate your walk with Christ or your time with Him, and you can create the discipline. Use it to advance your church, to 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 advance your knowledge. It's a tool. Yep. Plain and simple. At the end of the day, exactly. It's a tool. If you use it for any more than that, you really need to you, you need to be talking with God. Amen. Yeah, and and you're absolutely right when it comes to some of those denominations. I think that that are less spirit led and more. Um, I don't know what the right word is. Like they lay it out. The whole denomination knows what they're preaching on this Sunday a yeah. year from now. Like, it, like right. it, I definitely think it has uh, some issues in that. It would be easier to use in that situation, yeah. but definitely got to just be careful. Use it as a tool. Don't use it as anything more, and I think you'll be fine. Yep, absolutely. So anyway, you good to go? I'm done, man. I'm fired up, ready yeah. to go search <laughs> something on chat GPT. Yeah, I hear you touching, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do like we always do. Let's give you guys a, a priestly blessing and send you on your way off. Uh, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Hey, as always, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to Pastor to Pastor, Pastor, to Pastor. podcast. We look forward to catching you on the next time. Make sure, again, you like, share, comment, all that good stuff. Share with people because we believe we're releasing stuff that's going to impact people's lives and help them in their walk with Christ. Hey, God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next time on Pastor to Pastor. See you later.